Hello and welcome to the post show for season two of Unquiet Blood. I am Mac Beauvais and I was the GM for this season. And I'm going to let everybody introduce themselves real quick. So you have uh, an accounting of all the voices in the room. Let's start with Jay. Hi, y'all. Uh, Jay Holtham here. Uh, I played Luke in this season of Unquiet Blood. <laughs> Hello, Saint here. Uh, and I played Dia this season. I am Pooja, and I played Isha. I'm Michelle Otis, and I played Maria. And Wes. Hi, I'm Wes, and I played John. <laughs> yes, you guys did. I, I'm still reeling from <laughs> the finale. <laughs> you guys really surprised me. Uh, you, you actually all surprised me very much this season, which was a lot of fun, but also really, really kept me on my toes. <laughs> especially where combat is concerned. So there, I had a lot of setups for where combat could have happened, and you guys sidestepped almost all of it. <laughs> <laughs> Was well, there like one really big fight that you were shocked that we missed? I don't think there was anything I was really like shocked by, but I, I really, I didn't think you guys were going to be friends with the werewolves. <laughs> Just because everybody was being really grumpy about them in your discussions about like how do we manage these werewolves what do we do how do we take them out and then you're like actually we're going to befriend them <laughs> well we yeah. saw we were outnumbered and yeah. outgunned <laughs> and we were like mm, yeah fighting them that's such a good yeah. idea and, and yeah also like i wanted to i wanted you guys to be able to use them but i also wanted it to be like if you wanted to fight them you could also do that you know and uh, i guess the biggest thing for me was that once you got the information from Mr. Store on which, you know, on what he wanted you to do, it kind of set up like, all right, are you guys going to go against the Camarilla? Are you going to go against the werewolves? Like, where are you going to go with this? And I, I really wasn't sure which direction y'all would pick. Yeah. I mean, my inclination is always go against the bosses and <laughs> you know unite the downtrodden and the, the working classes together to rise up and seize the means of production so that's that's <laughs> I'm, I'm generally gonna push for that <laughs> it was it's pretty great <laughs> i liked that that there was there were business opportunities to be had Asia <laughs> <laughs> won't really come into her own until the 80s i think <laughs> she's just waiting for corporate cu culture to catch up with her <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so how was it uh, for all of you playing with, uh, we had a mix of new cast members and a mix of first season cast members. So that was a interesting blend, but it feels like everybody that it all worked together very well. I yeah. think it did. Yeah. I mean, from my perspective, um, I love playing this character. Uh, it, he's one of my favorite characters to, to get into. Um, and, but let's face it, uh, when it comes to shows and, you know, gr any group, rock bands, whatever, uh, there has to be a good amount of chemistry to be able to pull it off. And I feel like this is because, I mean, we did, we did, um, I knew it was going to work out fine because we did uh, Blades of Eversync. Um, and I kind of knew that, that we had uh, the chemistry with that. So I knew that would hold over, but just seeing us all, all six of us gelled together was was nice. It was good to 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 know like okay, cool. We we've got we've got the right mix of uh, 
secret herbs and spices. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to co-sign on that as the uh, the newbie here, and this is the, my only second show with you all. And uh, yeah, I definitely started out being like, oh, okay. We were magic, now vampires. Can I switch? Yes. <laughs> it's like, is there more skill here? Is there more, uh, you know, juice here? And you got, I think just with this group, you allowed me to, to bloom more as a player. And I felt like I was able to push kind of like some of the bounds of my creativity in ways that I haven't been able to, to do before, even with previous uh, games. So thank you for taking me on. And I had a great time. Oh my God, Saint, I, I have to compliment you on pushing the bounds of your creativity because you've had me in stitches <laughs> on so many occasions. Just some of the stuff you've you you've had your character do or say or whatever. I mean, I have to like go off mic because I'm laughing so hard. I honestly <laughs> thought the werewolf thing was gonna just turn into oh my this God. horrific, <laughs> horrific thing. I mean, it was it was bad enough, but I, I thought for sure that <laughs> Like we were gonna see smoke coming up from from Griffith Park. It's like, yeah. oh God, no! We'll save that. So we'll save good. it. It was so good. I love uh, the choices that you were making. Like throughout the whole campaign, was just every time, like it was it was something out of outside the box, like really new and and super fun to listen to. Thank you. Yeah, you all same. really worked well on doing stuff outside of the box. I think. And like I said, it really kept me on my toes this whole time. I don't know what it was like for Michelle, but I really felt like, okay, what would John have been like 30, 40 years, 40 years in the past? Because this is not the John that was in season one, you know, who is kind of not doing cocaine and figuring out who they are and everything else. This was a completely different person. And so I, I, I tried very hard to to make John the same, but different enough that you could see where growth had happened between the 70s and 2018 or whenever we recorded the first season. Yeah, I think that um, same thing for Maria. It's um, she's in the 21st century. She's a little more evolved, especially when it comes to being a consensualist. And in, uh, you know, the seventies, it was kind of like, well, and consent was implied, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but she, uh, you know, she's still, I don't think had quite grown into herself, uh, as much as she does later. So it was nice kind of playing that learning about herself type thing. I have no words. I don't know. Uh, and you guys know this, but for the, the audience at home, uh, store is Norwegian for big. So you guys were sent out by Mr. Big, who was the, <laughs> the prince of the city. And I, I really didn't know if you were going to do tasks for this character or if you were going to try and take him down. But I didn't expect I expected him to come back and be in the series again, but you all had werewolves just chew through them. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. We did. Technically, technically he did quote unquote die off, you know, if we're talking movie terms off screen. So it could have been that the werewolves thought they killed him, but he really ran away or whatever. It it is open. (laughs) Yeah. You never know. He found his way to a Fenord and is just waiting. (laughs) (laughs) 
I have to say, Mac, that as as a GM, you really, yeah, we threw you a lot of curveballs, <laughs> yeah. but you never would have known it because you made it seem like, yeah, this was totally what I planned to have happen this whole time. <laughs> you know, I mean, to anybody listening, they never would have known we were throwing you curveball after curveball after curveball. You handled it very gracefully. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, thank you. Yeah. After season one, I was like, I'm just going to plan the loosest, most easygoing story that I can so that I could be as flexible as possible. I never wanted anybody to feel railroaded. And like I said, it was really interesting that combat was mostly avoided. You know, there were definitely chances where it could have come up. I also thought that in the sewers, there was going to be a good chance that you were going to have it out with some of the Nosferatu and that didn't happen. And that was really interesting. (laughs) Give them a compliment on the coloring of their suit and you're good to go. Exactly. Well, and there was a chance to take out uh, Raina earlier in the story as well. Oh yeah. And she got chased off by pigeons shitting on her. So like, there's no way as a GM I could have planned for that. (laughs) Yes. But let's also, let's also note that I did try to take out Raina earlier. It just did not work very well. Made us gun shy. I think think we all know that the, you know, I would rather the roles work when the big finale comes around than when we're. Yes. <laughs> and it really did. You guys rolled like monsters on the the final fight. Right. Yeah. It went really that fight went really well. You know, it and I'm gonna curse myself for third season, but I think that um, you know, we've been lucky with the the big boss fights. Cause I know you weren't expecting us to get rid of uh Isabeau. Uh <laughs> I wasn't sure. Isabel was a wrench that I was like, I'm just going to throw this in. I I honestly didn't know she was going to make an appearance this season or not. And there was just this opening with John. And I was like, here's a wrench. Do something with it. Have fun with it. And I have to say, one of the things like I really loved at the end of the finale, when you basically gave Isabel the Nosferatu and then bringing that back to season one, where she's using them mm-hmm. as her henchmen. And I was like, awesome. This is such a great Easter egg. <laughs> but I, like, obviously ruined for everyone, but whatever. <laughs> like, don't listen to this before you listen to the seasons. No, I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> we'll, we'll put a spoiler warning at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that too. I was just like, oh my God, this is, this is brilliant. And this makes a lot of sense of where she had sort of a power base. And where she was able to go for the first season, you know, since that was later. Yeah, I, I think that's it's going to it's going to be weird that we prequeled uh, prequeled the second season and then third season. We're going to do something completely different that I'm not going to spoil for the dear listeners. But yeah, I didn't even think about that. That's that actually works out really well. I love Easter eggs. I think they're the some of the best things. As long as it's not just like we're hitting you over the head with nostalgia for two hours. I'm not thinking of any particular movie when I say that. But <laughs> you know, little Easter eggs are fun. They're definitely a lot of fun. So, uh, did you all have like a favorite moment from this season? Hmm. I mean, there was so much that I liked. I did like the bit where I drank the. The believer, true believer. Oh, the true yes. believer. Yeah, that, that was so good. 
Yeah. That was so fun. That was fun. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. I, I have to say, Jay, that I loved how you played Luke Rage because he's so <laughs> punk rock and you just like, you like lived it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I absolutely so loved great. that. It's funny. In a lot of games, I wind up playing the sort of voice of reason, or at least like the most cautious person. And this was definitely a time where I was like, I'm just gonna do the dumb thing at every turn. <laughs> yes, we loved every sudden punch. <laughs> so refreshing. Um, I think my favorite thing was probably a Dia and Tyler the Werewolf. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, that was great. I think like my my headcanon is definitely that like you now have a himbo boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> yes, can and we bring he him back? You, he lets you cut out pieces of his organs <laughs> to see how fast they regenerate. <laughs> oh, that Jesus. works so perfect. That's such a high to give her. That's like, because <laughs> could you imagine how, I mean, cocaine is one thing, but <laughs> werewolf organs, I mean, we'd have to peel her off the ceiling. Man, I mean, I started on the hard stuff, John. It, it wasn't well, that was my, my favorite part is getting you as high as possible in that first episode. That was a lot of fun. I was so... Watching you uh, do as much cocaine as possible, so... <laughs> I, I, you know, I have to say, like, it was a little intimidating, like, when it first happened. I was like, oh, I'm already playing. Like, I don't even know what my baseline is for the character. And then, <laughs> oh, my gosh, I'm altered already. But that just gave me, I think, a, a, a jump start into, like, oh, yeah, let's figure out who she is. So I, I ex liked that challenge. And thank you for presenting it. Uh, and I did some research into, like, a reading research uh, into the effects uh, for next time. <laughs> not, not promise. <laughs> you know, whatever. Yeah. Research. Research. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, one of, one of my favorite things is that John gives zero fucks about who he insults and pisses off yep. as long as he gets his way. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yep. The it's Rinfield. So yeah, good. it's funny. <laughs> the it's like the Renfield, uh, whatever Renfield. But um, I have, I don't know why. I just when I get into the character, I can, I just have a lot of fun with with being able to say things that none of us would ever say right in front of someone because John's old. He's a thousand fifty six. He's you know, he's he's an old <laughs> vampire. And old people don't give a fuck. They really don't. Say, it, when you talk the to no filter grandpa. Yeah. When you, get to, <laughs> when you get to 80 or 90 years old, you're not going to sit there and try to be diplomatic about things. <laughs> uh, you guys gave me so many gifts this season, though. Although I, I have to thank Pooja for giving me one of the biggest gifts, which was Coyote. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I'm like, oh, you're going to give it. me this NPC who's wonderful, and now I'm going to just run with it. And uh, that character was a lot of fun. And I think, actually, my favorite part of the season relates to that, and it was the I'll play you for it challenge that Isha is playing pool against Coyote for information. Yeah, I, I love the interactions between isha and coyote i think that you know they're just they're just like um 
fraught with that little bit of tension, you know, and it's it's just enough and you you still want to know what's going to happen next. It's just fun. Yeah. The way it played out just felt cinematic, like naturally. And with that, that pool sequence, I thought that was really masterfully done, Mac. That was... Oh, Great. thank you. Yeah. No, it's it's really fun because I play with the rules very loose, as anybody who's played Vampire will know from listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> it's really nice the way that you like, it's like, okay, well, roll when it's important and we're going to gloss over some of this other stuff because Vampire can get a little bogged down in the minutia of that. So it was nice to be able to keep the story going. I think overall that the, the season went really well. And I'm actually, you know, at the end of each season of anything that we do, I always think like, wow, I can't wait to get back to these characters. Um, and that is very true with with Unquiet Blood. So, um, you know, I'm I'm excited for it. I'm obviously it's going to be a little while before we record it, but it's it's going to be interesting to to talk about what the next season's going to be like and, you know, how how these characters are going to evolve. I want to see what Luke Rage, yeah, how how he's different in 40 years. Oh, you know? yeah. <laughs> you and me both. Oh, this will be a mess. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just want to shout out one thing before, I guess we, we wrap it up. Wrap it up. Um, that Michelle, when you went in to like talk to Raina at the bar, Saint was mentioning like how the pool game felt cinematic. And that also to me felt so cinematic. You came in and like your poise and your bluster and like how you were able to manipulate both her and Gladys. And it was so cool to like watch you do your, your Maria thing. (laughs) Just wrap people right around her little finger. And I loved it so much. That was actually, I think my biggest challenge, uh, for GMing this season was the conversation that Maria has with Raina because you were doing so well and rolling so well that it was making it very hard for me to not just give away of like end game kind of thing. Right. The that was a very nearly game breaking conversation, <laughs> which is impressive because I was I was scrambling in my head to be like, okay, I have to give her information, but I don't want to ruin the rest of the game by being like, here's everything. You were amazing. So here you go. You're, you're the GM now. <laughs> Cause it was, it was really impressive. Oh, thanks guys. It was fun. I, I love Maria as a character. She's super fun to play. She's so severe and yet not severe at the same time, you know? So, um, yeah, so I, I enjoy playing her. And Pooja, I have to say, I love how creatively you would use the animals. Because <laughs> <laughs> yes. it wasn't in ways you ever expected, you know. You'd expect, oh, use them in a swarm of some sort. Or, you know, no, 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 no. <laughs> Bird poop. Bird poop. <laughs> Chew through the wires, you yeah. know. <laughs> it was actually... The book gave me the idea because one of the things it says about calling animals is that you it's more difficult. And and a lot of times, if you try to get them to go against their nature, they won't do stuff. Mm, Yeah. So I was Mm. like, 
oh, let me play off this idea and like, what is the nature of each of these animals? Super yeah. smart. That works super well, smart. Pidgets, pidgets poop. That's what they do. <laughs> that is their nature. <laughs> so before we go, is there any um, wishes for the next season of Unquiet Blood? Something that you guys would really love to see or do as your characters? Mm. Well, I'll I'll take inspiration from what Pooja said. I definitely want to integrate more with my werewolf bow. Uh, <laughs> however yeah and i'm curious to like okay so i mean i've seen underworld the third one and they have a hybrid werewolf vampire creature it mm-hmm. looks so cool i know it's really stupid that i brought up that as my example but I i'm don't inspired see why that would be that's not sad <laughs> at all it was nope. a terrible film it was terrible hey it was terrible in a great way <laughs> it was terribly fun true, true. Terribly fun indeed, except for that one horribly long sex scene. I don't know if you guys remember that traumatic, traumatic for me. Anyway. <laughs> I want to. I want to see. Give that scene. You have to give that scene props for showing him taking off all those layers of leather that she had on. <laughs> That's true. I think I would have appreciated more if I hadn't been seeing the movie with my dad. Oh. oh. That's the one. Oh, my dad was my more rooms with my grandfather. Oh. <laughs> the mistakes we make. Anyway, yeah. I'm in, really into I'm really into seeing some cool hybrid stuff in the future. I think for me, I want to see if John regresses at all being around Luke again. Mm-hmm. So, like, I've gotten to the point San Diego is stable. And we're dealing with whatever's going on in Los Angeles. Because when we ended season one, we knew that there was a power struggle in Los Angeles coming our way uh, where they wanted to basically control us. And so it'll be interesting to see, number one, catching up with, with vampires that we haven't been around for a while, for however long we hung out for. You know, and whether or not John regresses into a bit of mania when, you know, Luke shows up and because I, I feel like the two of them are alike in a lot of ways uh, when it comes to our vices. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I think we kind of feed off of, of each other's energy in that way. So we'll see yeah. what happens. Yeah, I would like to party much, much, much more. I, like, I I feel like Luke did like I got to rage, which was great. Uh, but I I would like to party uh a real hardcore, and if that means spending more time with Dia uh and her werewolf, <laughs> and because I think the werewolves are fun to party with, I am down with that. <laughs> I am down to clown. <laughs> I think having taken part now in two coups. <laughs> When did vampire get so political? I know, right? I think that wherever, whatever city it takes place in, just uh, our reputation preceding us and having to deal with with that because other kindred may not be appreciative of the fact that... We keep fucking shit up. We keep fucking shit up. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that sort of intrigue. Very cool. I've got two more criminal contacts. 
<laughs> yeah, what is your porn empire like 40 years later? That's what I want to oh, yeah. I mean, the collapse of porn is the collapse of porn. Like, you can't write yeah. on something that big out of history, I feel like. No, no. <laughs> um, but I think... I would like to see, like, I'm interested to to think about and, like, look into how Isha branched out and and how her predatory nature, like, comes, like, she grows more into that. Because one of the fun things for me in this season was that she's a predator and she wants to be a badass, but she was made, like, eight years ago. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so... There were all these times when it was like, cool, cool, put up the good front and then get undercut, which I loved. But once she has some time to grow into her skin, I want to see like where that where that takes her. Awesome. Cool. Well, unless there's anything else, uh, I think that uh, we had a pretty successful season two and I'm looking forward to season three. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. You sure. too. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you Mac. so much. Yeah. Thank you, Matt. Yeah. What a Thank great you. job. If people want to hear more about these characters or the world that uh, that we're playing in and like get some insights into what Mac was thinking and how she did world building or what, you know, say song playlist Luke Rage listens to that uh, there's a lot of additional content for patrons. So check out the tall side of Patreon and uh, and you can get information and some cool extras, not only for Unquiet Blood, but also for our other campaigns. You are very right, and I appreciate you bringing that up. Um, we definitely uh, have a ton of stuff. Like, I'm recording uh, little... John's been around for a long time, and so I thought it'd be fun to record little 10-minute snippets of him talking about historical moments that he was a part of or just, you know, his past, because that's a lot of uh, a lot of great things to kind of fill in. And I've already done the first one, and um, I, I'd also kind of like to see what Echo's playlist would be of like, you know, uh, nanobot um, uh, electronica, <laughs> which I'm sure would be really interesting. Um, so, yeah, definitely check out, out all of that stuff. Um, and again, Mac, you did great. We really appreciate it. Um, and we're excited. And everyone who listened, thank you so much for listening. Um uh, we do this because we have fun and we want to entertain people. So, yeah. So we'll we'll uh, catch you all on our next campaign. Yep. Bye. 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 Bye.